What is up, FCS Fan Nation and JSU fans, to another episode of the Cocky Nation podcast. It is your favorite host, Cody and Brandon, with another episode of just wonderful stuff about football, about all Cocky Nation sports. And we are just so excited to get back with you guys again today. Sorry, I'm just making sure my headphones are working for you guys. But we have a lot to talk about. We skipped last week so that we could add more to this week's podcast. And so today we're going to be talking about our game against Kennesaw State and our last game against Stephen F. Austin. Um, Of course, both of them were mm, arguably close to the same category, but... That's my opinion, but we'll start out with the with the L first. Um, if you remember uh, when we played Kennesaw State, it was a devastating loss of thirty-one to six. Um, hold on, I gotta. No, that was that was this this year. The last time we played Kennesaw, it was a heartbreaking loss in five overtimes. Yes, but it was devastating now because it's just showing that we're not getting to the point where we need to be, even with the win against Stephen F. Austin. But we'll get into that later. So, Brandon, go ahead, share your thoughts on the KSU game, and then we'll just continue from there. Well, I went, and we had a good, solid first drive. We just could not execute and score. We had our field goal blocked. Um, Could have went – could have made the score – seven to three at the point but at that mm-hmm. point but got it blocked case you ran it back i i want to it was around the 50 i want to say they got it to the the opposite side of the 50 closer to their mm-hmm. student section i can't remember um i try to forget that game uh because just all of it was bad it was so bad it was so bad that nobody on the jsu side was paying attention. They were either on their phones or paying attention to the absolute beast of a band battle that happened in the fourth quarter, which was amazing. Yeah. And I, I know that, um, you know, as far as like the coaching staff and everything that was going on for that game, it just, just was not a good game. Um, from the chant to clear, uh, they actually stated JSU head football coach told Jack State Sports Information, "We couldn't stop them and get off the field. It's hard to get ready for what they need to do in a week, and I don't think we handled it very well. They played great from ahead. We need to try to make them play from behind, and couldn't do it. Well, Gross, even though you might be right, we need to look at uh, we need to look at the facts." And it's a consistent issue of the fact that the coaching staff is having some issues. I don't know if it's going back to the players. Now, there are some issues within the players as far as like discipline, which we'll talk about later. But it's the fact of the matter that we just keep running the same issues with no better results. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Of course I know. Brandon, what you Brandon's, mean. So, Brandon's so mad. I mean, if Brandon, I haven't even thought about this game and just talking about it is sparking all of this anger back up. I mean, I was, I was just upset at the fact that, you know, and and I, and I read a comment on uh, FCS fan nation that I thought was just incredibly well put. And, and honestly, it's, it's the truth. How can we call it a rivalry if we keep losing? I mean, facts, but it's a rivalry. I mean, it is, but at the same time, 
Alabama and Auburn is a rivalry because even though Auburn's lost several of the last few seasons, it's still a rivalry because every once in a while Auburn might win or it goes back and forth. The Tennessee-Alabama rivalry, it's not really a rivalry because in... We've won the like past 17, 18 years. <laughs> I was about to say, there's 15-year-olds that, that have grown up not knowing that Tennessee... Uh, once back in the dark yeah, ages, they, they didn't. They didn't go through the dark ages where Tennessee yeah. would absolutely demolish it, Alabama. Exactly, and so that's my issue. Is so you know I want to see this rivalry grow, but how can we see it grow if we can't even beat them? This is time number three, and they continue to just put the smack down especially in this game where it wasn't even like at least in the last game when we played them in SunTrust or sorry Truist Park now no it um, was SunTrust back then yes it was SunTrust back then now I'm calling it Truist Park um which is up on for all you Bryce fans yes heck yes, yes. we're going we, to the we, national national league championship which please please don't please don't choke again um, but yeah, no, th- different, different thing, different sports, different topic. Anyways, but the fact of the matter is, is that at least in that game, the last time that we played them, we at least went into several overtimes and at least tried to fight for the game. But in this one, where was it? Where was where was the push? Where was the fight for this game? And it wasn't there. I can tell you where it was. Back in Jacksonville. right here in Jacksonville. Yeah. You know, and and so much smack talk was was thrown back and forth between KSU fans and JSU fans, and it all just what died. trash talk were you talking? I kept my mouth shut. <laughs> Not you specifically, but I read some trash talk that was coming between where two eh, here and I didn't there. See the internet, very so. much. The internet is is a wonderful place. Um, just be careful which directions you go. Um, but the fact of the matter is, the game happened it's sad we're all upset about it there's nothing we can do about it now other than look at the statistics and the statistics say that we weren't there our no, defense wasn't, wasn't there our offense I mean, wasn't there if if you take a look at it ksu outrushed us by 200 yards mm-hmm. now we outpassed ksu 212 to 72 Right. But they outgained us by 80 yards total. And they held the they held the ball for over 50% of the game. Like yeah. you cannot win if that happens. Yeah. And, and here's another thing that I don't get. And this this is the only thing I have to say before we uh move on unless there's something else you want to say. No. Gross said um I was on Nathan McCreary's. He he runs a KSU podcast. I was right. on his podcast that week for the game. And he played a press the press conference um of John Gross and John Gross basically said it's hard to prepare for the triple option in one week. Well, yeah. Why have you not prepared them since summer camps? You knew. You knew since the spring that KSU was on your schedule. Why in the world would you not start in summer camps 
preparing yeah. them for the triple option. You know how hard it is to play. You've played Georgia Tech. You know how hard it is to defend against the triple option. Right. Why and in the world would you wait till the week before? I mean, it just baffles me. Absolutely baffles me. Well, and and the problem is, is it just... I'm just upset. I'm upset because I knew well, I that... Mean, I mean, you're involved with the marching band. Let's, let's take it from the marching band perspective. That's mm-hmm. almost like a band director waiting to add an important part of the show the week of your competition thinking it's going to be great at your first competition no it's not you need time to claim you need time to actually perfect it Mm -hmm. and and that's also true and and that goes for anything and if you're not prepared if you're not prepared to go in and at least put up a fight not even necessarily win but at least put up a fight then you're you are setting other people up for failure and i don't know if the players and i feel bad for everybody for this game because of the fact that the players i i argue are were not i think it was a coaching problem i think it was just an all-around issue and hopefully we can sweep it under the rug and get better from here now i say that with a grain of salt because technically speaking yes we did get better and we did end up beating stephen f austin however if you look at that game it still was not like it wasn't the happy-go-lucky that we were hoping for you know we only beat them by what four four and we had to come from behind to do it yeah we led we led the game for almost three-fourths of the game. For three quarters, almost. In fact, we did. It was in the fourth quarter that we let Stephen F. Austin come back. Yeah. And And tie the game and then take the lead. And we had to drive down the field within five minutes. Same thing that happened with Florida State. Yeah. And score to win the game. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think that's the problem. And I think I don't. It, it, could you argue that it's a like just uh, amount of the energy kind of scenario, or is it more of a just they just let it happen? I don't know. I don't know if they. Uh, now, granted, we beat Florida State. We had a close game against UNA, and then we had two weeks that we lost back to back. Right. So maybe those two losses kicked it into gear, especially losing bad against Kennesaw State when that should have been an ab. It should have been a lot closer than that, regardless if we won or lost. Right. It should have been a lot closer. So I don't know if the two losses back to back sparked something for the Stephen F. Austin game. I mean, it was homecoming. It was it was also homecoming, but also. It was our first AQ7 game. So I don't know if that, if all of that had a play into it or if our boys was just like, we're tired of the media tell, saying that we're not that good. But now, granted, you're problem, still not that good. Granted, yeah, you're still not that good. That's the problem is that you can't just wait until everything falls apart to finally be like, Oh, well, I guess we'll find a fix it now. And I'm not necessarily talking about the players. I'm talking about the coaching staff. 
Like, you can't just wait till the last second to be like, oh, well, you know, we've lost two games in a row. Maybe we should fix something. You know what I mean? Like, you, you just can't do that. Now, as far as, like, our stats for that game, for the Stephen F. Austin game, I liked it. I mean, Samuel ran for 104 yards. So, Samuel, you have my respect, first off. Um, and then on top of that, we had people like West, Wiggins, uh, even Cooper running, uh, rushing for several dozen yards. I mean, West had 46 yards. And so the numbers looked good. Wells had 71 yards for uh, four receives, um, four catches. And I just, you know, the numbers looked good. My issue is just that the coaching staff – we keep going back to it. The coaching staff is where my problems lie. Right. And I think that if we if we continue to ignore it, then it's going to continue to get worse, especially with the fact that more than likely, because of how we've been playing, we are not going to be in the playoffs this year. Right. Now, looking at the team stats, if you take a look at just the team stats, you would think Stephen F. and didn't see the score. You would think Stephen F. Austin won this game. Yeah, because with the they only, with the only exception that they had three turnovers and JSU capitalized on two of them. Yeah, actually, all three of them they turned all three into points. But you take a look at Stephen F. Austin's uh, team stats versus JSU. Mm-hmm. It is it is night and day. Now I will say we played more balanced as far as like between passing and rushing. Mm-hmm. Um. We had 153 passing yards and 172 rushing yards. So a lot more balanced play. But there is, if you're, we'll get into our next game coming up uh, in a little bit. But to compete against Sam Houston, you have got to be lights out. Yep. Especially playing at Bowers. That is a tough place to play. Yeah. Here's one of my issues that I feel like it's, it's going to happen, especially in that same Houston game, is, guys, you got to shut your mouths. Oh, my God. Shut- DJ Coleman, if you are listening to this right now, I do not care how loud I'm speaking into the microphone right now. Shut your mouth. So, anyways... um. That's all I gotta say. That's all I gotta say. It just comes to a discipline issue, man. Like, and I get it. You know, we're two former band kids that you know are are coming from a different perspective. Sure, I understand that. However, the problem is, is that we're looking at this from a statistical perspective as much as we possibly can, and also from don't know what we're talking about, but we do. Uh, at least as much as we try to, you know, and, and if we're missing some information, please feel free to enlighten us. Like, but again, exactly, the, the problem, the problem is the fact that you, if, if, if more than one person can watch you just open your mouth the way that you do, you're going to get us all in trouble. Unsportsmanlike penalties. And we're not the only two that's seeing it. It is so many JSU fans that go to the game. Last time I went, the last home game, UT Martin, Mm because this is not, this is not a new issue. This has been happening all year. Yeah. And and the problem is, is UT Martin game, there were so many people that literally yelled at DJ Coleman, shut your mouth. And the problem is that unsportsmanlike penalties after a great play like that bites us in the butt. 
it hurts us at the end of the day. And what can we do? And here's my question. Does DJ Coleman not realize that? Probably not. I don't know. Maybe. Because I, 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 a, a good player would realize what he did to cause that penalty to give mm-hmm. the other team a fresh set of downs when you are in control of winning the game and then you literally give them a fresh set of downs to make something happen. Yeah. Like a smart player would look at that and be like, oh, I don't need to do that again. Like, I don't understand. I don't know, man. It's it's a self-control situation. But again, let's go back to the source. It's not just a self-control situation because if you're on a team, on a football team, he reports to somebody, and if that somebody is not keeping him in check, then... I'm not beating a dead horse again. I'm not trying to beat a dead horse, but we do keep coming back to the same problem. So I'm sorry. It is what it is. And I'm not the only JSU fan that would probably agree with us on that. But it is what it is. We won the game. It was a good homecoming. That's that's what matters, you know. And even though we let them come back at the end of the game, I, I still think that they played well. But this needs to be a consistent thing not hey we just feel like being good on this particular game we have to be good in every game we have to do what we have to do in every game if we're not willing to do that then we're not going to get any better and we moved to this conference to try to be better and to try to do good things and we can't do that we keep running the same problems now, here's my next question. I know it's not on the agenda, but I did it on around the ASUN, and I think it'd be good for us to do. Mm-hmm. Let's take a look at how this impacts possible playoffs. Now, me personally, I do not have them in my playoffs. They are in the first four out in my bracketology. But how high is the ceiling, and how low is it for JSU right now? Okay, so correct me if I'm wrong, but this past week, SIU beat. Come on. Oh, Jesus. Come on. Just just hold on. I got this. Come, come, come on. <sighs> Who was it? God, it this is you. This is the answer. You're literally right there. Come I on, know. Cody. Just, just, just. Oh, God. I'm not going to get it. Um, SDSU. <laughs> Yes, that's right. So SDSU, who made it to the championship game last year, mm-hmm. got beat by SIU. James Madison, of all people, ended up getting beat uh, by, and I have that up right here, so haha, got beat uh, by, wasn't it? Um, okay, no, I just lost it. That's great. It's the B. Yes, 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 yes. Villanova. Say, say, say the name. Villanova? Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I was making sure. You know, sometimes I get my stats wrong and I just got to make sure this I have is, it up. This is why you have me to help you. I know. But, like, again, so you have Villanova that beat James Matt. Uh, SCSU that's losing to SIU. Um, you have North Dakota State, who, though they beat Northern Iowa, Though they beat Northern Iowa, which, by the way, I have a friend of mine that plays at Northern Iowa. 
Um, and he is a really good player. Just going to go ahead and throw that out. But um, they still only won by 14. Which, Well, I mean, you and I is always a tough match for NDSU, and that's a rivalry game. Mm-hmm. It's just not as big of a rivalry as North Dakota or South Dakota State. Right. Um, but, again, you only won by 14, which means that, you know, you, you won, yes, but if again, NDSU is one of those teams like you're expecting them to at least win by a larger majority because mm-hmm. of how they played for so long. Um, but uh, again, the only reason why I'm talking about them is because my buddy plays for you and I, he's a running back, uh, Bradrick Shaw. If you're listening to this, I love you, man. Um, we used to know each other as kids and went to the same high school together, so on and so forth. Um, but again, with all that taken in consideration, those teams losing and Sam Houston State is, is still being in the top. They haven't and lost the game. dominating like they should. But then exactly. again, they haven't really. The only tough opponent Sam Houston has played is Central Arkansas. True, um, which could be a contributing factor, but I think they're also still looking really solid regardless. And uh-huh. so the problem is, is that what's it going to look like from here? Because he, James Madison, you lost to an, to a Villanova. I mean, it's Villanova. Which Villanova was a top 10 team at some point, but they're not a consistent top 10 team. No, they were a top 10 team last week. Yes. But again, that's like that's like saying Texas A&M um, is a top 10 team, but they're not always a top 10 team. They're still good, but they're not a top 10 team all the time. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, kudos to you, Villanova. But the fact of the matter is, is that these games should be taken into consideration. The fact that, hey, there's a mix up now of who's going to be in the playoffs and who's not. Now, here's my here's my perspective. If JSU can win all of their games other than Sam Houston, because let's face it, they're probably not going to, then, which we'll talk about later, Uh then there might, just might, just might be the possibility of making it to the playoffs. Now. Oh, no. If we beat everybody but Sam Houston, we're going to the playoffs because we still have that FBS win. True, but at the same time, you know it's an FBS win. It's 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 Florida State. I mean, if if you're a Florida State fan, I'm sorry, but you know what I mean. But again, you can only ride it for so long. And if I was right. the if 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 I was the uh, selection committee, I wouldn't hold it to that much esteem. Um, the only way I would hold it to that much esteem is if we beat. UCA, um, uh, Abilene Christian, and then is that is that the last two other than Sam Houston? Uh, you have EKU and Lamar. Yes. Um, so if we can beat those teams, then there is the possibility. But right now, With EKU, if, like more and more every week, is starting to look like a really good game. Mm-hmm. That could potentially be a resume builder for us, which I thought I would have never set going into this year. Yeah. But dang it. EKU looks good this year. 
Mm -hmm. And so I, it's just, it's hard because we're still in an area where we don't know what's going to happen. You know, we talked about this at the very beginning of this season's podcast where we would analyze it by this point. But at the same time, with all these changes that are happening within the FCS, it's kind of hard to make that decision right mm -hmm. now. So I'm I'm going to be the optimist and say, yes, there's still a possibility of making it to the playoffs, but it really just depends on how we play against UCA. I think that's going to be the deciding factor. If we can beat UCA and beat them not by little but by a lot, then there might be a possibility. But we have to earn it. That's what it really comes down to. We have right. to definitely earn it. Well, so worst case scenario, JSU performs poorly for the rest of the season and doesn't make playoffs. Um, that's how low it is for JSU. Mm -hmm. As as far as high, I agree. I don't think we will beat Sam Houston. But I honestly think that there is a good possibility that we do because we do tend to play tougher teams in the regular season better than we play them in the playoffs. Hold on one second. Ladies and gentlemen, is Brandon Owens being the optimist here? I'm not. I am being like, I'm giving you straight facts. Uh, it sounds like he's being the optimist. I'm the, I I'm basically said there's no way. Back. And you are the one that's saying, uh, yeah, there's a possibility that we could win. Well, I mean, okay, so look at our past history in the regular season when we play tough teams. Right. Take a look. Take take Eastern, Eastern Washington, for example. They were ranked number four in the nation at the time. Now, granted, it was a home game, but we ended up winning. We We got down bad. And then we fought our way back to win the game. Take a look at how we play tougher teams in the playoffs. We get curb stomped. Except for 2015, we get curb stomped. Yeah. So, with that being said, we're playing the number one team in the nation next week. At their place... I'm, I mean, if we, we could pull could, off an upset, that would just be hilarious. It, it'd if, be one way to go out, I can tell you that. If we win, number one, it won't be by much. Because Sam Houston State is a tough team. Mm -hmm. Now, if we keep the game close, now I know it's a loss, but if we keep the game close, that's going to speak volumes for the selection committee. Fair. That, that's a fair point. And then if we go on to win the rest of our games past Sam Houston, we're in the playoffs. We're hosting first round and probably getting blown out in the second round, as usual. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Especially if we get thrown in, let's say it, third seed. Now, no. If at seven and four, we're not a seed. Yeah, I know. At seven and four, we're not a seed. No, I mean, like we get shoved in the same area as the third seed. Well, I have a theory. If we get in the playoffs, I think they will put us in the Kennesaw part of the bracket. And there's a big possibility we will, or whatever part Kennesaw's in, there's a huge possibility we could play Kennesaw again this year. Yeah. So. I want to play Kennesaw, though. That's just my You want my honest opinion about that? <laughs> no. 
Exactly. I do not want to play them again. Neither do I. But so what what does JSU need to win though? So like what do we have to do in order to win? Well, first, next week we play Sam Houston at two and it'll be on uh ESPN plus. As far as what we need to do to win that game, we need to do exactly what we did last week. We need to make plays early on defense and get up early. I said the same exact thing for Sam Houston against Central Arkansas. Look what happened. In order to shut uh, Sam Houston down at home and get that crowd quiet, we need to make plays, big plays, early on and get up early. And then from there on out, we just need to maintain. Mm -hmm. Well, I would agree with you uh, on that. I think that the the offense needs to make heavy plays and play fast ball against Sam Houston um, on the offensive side. On the defensive side, I think we need to prepare for – because correct me if I'm wrong, but Sam Houston has a really good running game, don't they? Yes. And so we need to prepare for that. Um, we need to – Which is not triple option, so I think we're good. Yeah. We need to close the pockets – um, and if we need to be prepared for that, our linebackers need to be prepared for that because if they're not, then it's going to be Butterfinger Factory again. Um, and Stop I don't want to see that playing zone and play man to man, yeah. So that's that's where I would go now. As far as my prediction for this game, I'm going to be the unoptimist in this. I'm going to say JSU's going to lose probably by like 14. Um, I'm going to be real here. I do not think we win this game. Um, sorry, I'm gonna Gamecock go, fans. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to, I'm going to go the be same. honest. I'm going to go the same way. Like I did last week again uh, for the, uh, Stephen F. Austin. Well, we didn't have a podcast last week, uh, True. but I did make a score prediction, um, on around the a sun. And I'm going to go that same route. I'm going to say Sam Houston, 52 JSU 10. Alrighty then. Well, that is one way to end. But y'all, we we just want to again thank you for listening to us, uh, listen to us rant, and listen to us cry. Um, but uh, as you already know, if you aren't already following us, please follow us on all of our social media pages. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. Uh, and Instagram with cocky underscore nation. And then of course you can join us on Facebook with cocky nation at JSU podcast. And of course, if you're not also following any of our other FCS fan nations or the FCS podcasts that are uh, being created and are being listened to all across the country, we highly recommend it. Please support our brothers and sisters. And because we all want to, you know, support our team, support our fans, and this is the way that we do it. So please go follow those social media platforms for us, please. Uh, Just a quick heads up for all you Cocky Nation listeners. Uh, Because we uh, previewed the same Houston game this week, we will not record next week. So this will be the episode for two weeks, and then we will record the week after, um, Mm -hmm. after the same Houston game. Uh, so yeah, as always, remember, fear the beak and go game.